Welcome to Business Line Podcast. How would reskilling impact India's IT sector in the days ahead? Our correspondent, S. Ranindra Singh, speaks with NASCOM's president, Dev Jani Ghosh, to gather more insights into the scenario. So just to start with, the question is around the recent developments in the policies as well as U.S. elections. How would this impact the Indian IT industry maybe over the next one year? So the U.S. elections are still playing out and I never jumped the gun. Let's wait and see how it plays out and what happens and what the policies are. When the new president comes on board, there's no way we can predict what he's going to do or not going to do at this stage. It's too early. I think from an India point of view, what we have to focus on is what we can control. And what we can control is the quality of talent that India produces. And that's what's most important. And we often forget that in all this discussion about immigration and visas. It's all about about talent and talent mobility. The fact is that U.S. does not have the quality of talent that is needed by its own companies to fuel the innovation that they need to fuel in order to stay, keep U.S. as a leader in innovation. That's a fact. There's enough research done by U.S. agencies, universities, etc. that calls out that there is a huge gap with respect to the talent available and jobs available. So even if you look at the H-1B visa trends over the years, the Indian IT companies have actually significantly reduced their take of the visas. Also, there's a strong correlation between companies that take the maximum number of visas and companies that spend the most on R&D. You can see the correlation between talent and innovation. So as long as we can continue to build our competitive advantage in digital talent and we can continue to strengthen India's capabilities and the talent availability, the need for our talent is going to stay. Whether the work is done in U.S. or the work is done somewhere else, but companies will need our talent. And that's my advice to everybody is focus on talent development. We'll see how policies play out. But make our talent absolutely crucial for the success of innovation globally not just U.S. globally. And India has to do quite a bit of work on that front. We have very strong science and math foundation, which is what has given us the advantage till now. But the talent requirements is changing very drastically. And we can talk more about that later. So we have to keep up on that front. Talking about talent, we have seen a lot of change during this pandemic. At the same time, we are also seeing this as an advent of newer technologies. So do we see any new talents and new skills in that which is shaping the future of IT in India or globally? So while there is a lot of unknown about the pandemic, I mean, especially with respect to when is it going away, when the vaccine is going to come, etc. There's also a lot of things that have become even more clear in during the pandemic. And one of these things is the role of technology in our lives. Imagine the lockdown if you didn't have access to technology. Imagine working from home if you didn't have access to technology. Imagine studying from home if you didn't have access to technology. So I don't think there is any ambiguity or any questions left in our mind about the role that technology is going to play. I also think what the pandemic has made very clear is whatever happens in the future, the future is going to stay hyper-digital and it is also going to stay largely contactless for at least a while longer. 
So given these two things, there is a reinvention process happening. People are trying to figure out what should be the playbook for this new norm, what needs to change. And as they are figuring out what needs to change, role of automation is now getting integrated 360 into the business model. From design of product or ideation stage up to GTM, taking it to market and selling and staying in touch with customers, everything, every aspect of it. So when technology is going to play such a disruptive role to completely transform the business model, you have to think through a lot in terms of what are the skills that is required that will give you the ability to use the technology to do what you need to do. We are also seeing in the pandemic a faster, accelerated democratization of technology. So having access to technology is not going to give you competitive advantage, but having the talent that can use the technology better than your competition is going to give you the competitive advantage. And that talent is now beginning to look very different. We say that we are entering the age of bilinguals and trilinguals, where we need people who not only get technology or know technology, but also are very good in communication, design thinking, problem solving, creativity, etc. And then comes trilinguals, the third scale, which is domain expertise. So net-net, I think what we are seeing in the industry and what we are seeing companies focus on is really finding people who can unlearn and learn very fast. Because no matter what the colleges or schools teach, them, they are not going to know everything or they're not going to have the skills required for success in the future because those skills are constantly changing and they're not showing any sign of stopping. There is no fixed goalpost. So we need people who can constantly unlearn, constantly learn and easy to train. Trainability mindset is where we are putting the biggest premium today in the industry. That's the evolution that's taking place with respect to talent and what companies are looking for. How can we ensure that IT sector remains a talent hub and hiring goes on? By making talent our top priority. No questions about it, right? And that's what you're seeing. And the government has picked on this really big time. So right down from prime minister to the IT minister to the IT ministry, talent has become an absolute priority. So how do you think we'll shape up in future, especially with government organizing a lot of hackathons and recently the coders competition also? How would that help? I think these challenges are fantastic because one, they are identifying problem areas, whether it was work from home or telecommunication. They're identifying key problem areas, which will be the key pillars of future of work. And they're energizing the ecosystem to create solutions around these areas. So building more of Indian product development around these areas, giving visibility to these companies and products so they can get funding easier, they can get market access easier. And last but not the least, giving them both money as well as contracts within the government so they get a huge leg up. How do you see remote working bringing more diversity in the workforce? It's not that easy. There are two sides to this coin. One is, yes, because of remote working and you know, the commuting time goes away, commuting difficulties go away, etc. A lot of women, people with disabilities, etc., who not participate fully in the workforce because of the challenges involved with commuting, traveling, uh, spending time outside home, will now have the ability to participate much more because they are at home. That's one side of the argument. The other side of the argument is 
it's actually having a worse impact on women because both women and men are working from home. The men are only working from home and therefore the entire responsibility of running the home and taking care of the family is falling on the woman. And that to me is grossly unfair because she too has a career and she needs the time to focus on the career too. And I think this is where we need to see a change in culture mindset where both parties, irrespective of the gender, men or women, realize that working from home is not just working from home, but working for home. I hope companies will start doing a lot more. I know the tech companies are having that conversation with employees that working from home is working for home. And you can't put your entire family to inconvenience because you're sitting there and working. So on the hiring scenario, what kind of hiring do we see in the coming days? If you're following the data, then IT companies have already shown they are net employers. They're all hiring, at least the top of the big companies, not just meeting their recruitment commitments, but they're bringing in new people. So companies are hiring. Where are they hiring is a good thing to look at because the trends are changing. Companies are now hiring in, for example, data analytics is in big demand. So there are data sciences in big demand. So employability will go up if you're focused on some of these new emerging tech areas because that's where companies need skills. I think hiring will happen more because the pandemic is creating more opportunities for the industry. But if you rely on the old skills to get a job, I think employer is going to be a problem because there's a big gap between the skills we have so far learned and what the companies need for success. So that reskilling becomes extremely important. We ask these questions every time. Do we see an Amazon or Google coming up from India, you know, change your goal seriously. Let's aim for coming up with companies that can be revolutionary in the new normal. Why do you want Indian companies to always be a me too? I don't get it. Let's start looking at what are some of the big problems that the pandemic is throwing up. And therefore, can we be the first in solving some of these problems? One of the areas I'm tremendously excited about is natural language processing, NLP. Because I honestly believe that computing has to become so intuitive that the keyboard or text should not become a burden anymore or an obstacle anymore, especially as you reach out to the next million. You should be able to speak to your device and get it to do whatever you want it to do. And you should be able to speak to it in your own language without having to learn. On English. So, I you know, there's so much of possibilities with respect to technologies like NLP, technologies like mixed reality. India has a lot of big, unique problems. And if we solve for India, we will solve for the world. That was S. Raninder Singh speaking with NASCOM's president, Dev Jani Ghosh, to understand the various aspects related to the future of India's IT sector. For more podcasts, log on to www.thehindubusinessline.com.